Thank you so much for checking out the audio version of my channel, Ruslan KD, can you stream out loud on all platforms? If you, yes, you find this valuable, the best way you can reach me, the best way you can give me feedback, the best way you can even hop into a group Zoom call with me is through our King's Dream Patreon community. So consider partnering with us there. The link is in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Now enjoy. Bruce Lawn. Thank you guys for tuning in. We are going to have a conversation about the red pill manosphere community. Is it toxic? Is it congruent with faith? And I got my new friend here with us today. Without any further ado, from the world famous channel, the roommates we have. Hafiz, what's up, brother? Thank you for being here. What man. up, what up, what up? Appreciate the opportunity, my guy. Bro, you guys ha- you guys come highly favored, in demand. We've been having this conversation. I'm learning a whole lot about this entire Red Pill, Manosphere community. And you guys are some of the brothers in the community who identify as people of faith. So we're going to get that get into that a little bit. Clarify, um, we're not in the community. You're I don't, not in the I don't, community. I don't consider myself part of that community. But no, I, what, I what definitely have. Yes, I just want to clarify. I want to clarify okay. that. Okay, so let's let's talk about this. Let's just jump right in. What is the manosphere and and or, and or the red pill community? And and then yeah, why are the roommates not a part of it? Because I've I've been told you guys kind of are a part of it. So yeah. I'm confused. So, so let's yeah, let's just jump right in. No problem. So first and foremost, now I appreciate this opportunity, man. I think it's uh we're gonna get into a lot of different layers, and it's funny because I've known about you for a long time. Like oh, back wow. in the Wado Brex era, so I I've been Whoa. following this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, I used to, okay, that's love, yeah, so man. I, I used I used to write for Wado um, back in like years ago, like probably like almost ten years wow. ago. And wow. so, uh, so, so definitely, you know, there's a lot of congruency that we'll be talking about when we really get into the layers of this. Yeah. So, um, a couple of a couple of um months ago, I did a conversation about this. Uh, about this, uh, the title of the video was called Red Pill Disagreements and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it was opportunity to kind of share because we had a lot of new people who recently joined our channel within the past year. This time last year, we're looking at about 70,000 subscribers. Um, and now we're at over 440,000. So we had a ton of new people that came oh, in over the year. Oh, we got to stop and just say, that's a lot of growth really fast. No, and congratulations. All, all praises to God. All praises to wow. God. And this is this is something that hasn't happened overnight. People view it as an overnight thing, yeah. but it's definitely not an overnight thing. Um, wow. And so, so, you know, so I did a video, like, kind of elaborating and explaining to those who are unfamiliar with our content, what we believe in, what we stand for, this, that, and third. And then I got into a discussion about, you know, just a red pill and manosphere, things along those lines with a lot of people, you know, are familiar with, especially with the rise of the movement recently. And so I broke it down. I can do three, one of three examples, depending on how you feel. I can, I can use an analogy using Christianity. I can use okay. an analogy using rap, or I can use an analogy using felines. Which, which one do you prefer? I want to hear, I want to hear rap first, and then I want to hear Christianity second. Okay, so I'll do half rap, half Christianity, because it's the same analogy, just different, just different breakdown. So, okay, like generally speaking, like you have rap, right? And rap is this major category. 
And within met rap, you have subcategories, right? So you might have, you know, CHH, CHH is Christian hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. Then you might have like trap, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have like this grunge rap, right? Then you have like East Coast New York rap, right? You have West Coast rap. So you have all these mm-hmm. subcategories within rap. There's similarities that make mm-hmm. all the members of the group relatively similar but then there's uniquenesses amongst the group where when you get into you know maybe some of the um um you know east coast purists who compare rap to what a um machine gun kelly would do they mm. wouldn't consider both of that rap that makes mm. sense okay and so yeah. similar to and then like i said using christianity is the same thing you have christianity then you have denominations or theological subdivisions, right? You have mm. you have Baptist, you have Methodist, you have you have um, Episcopalian, you have Lutheran. You know you have you have Reformed theology. So you have all these subcategories, and there's some universal truths that exist amongst all of them, which make them all part of this category. And but then there's nuances where sometimes, even though they're kind of in that category, it's very extreme. So like Westboro Baptist Church views themselves as Christians, but when you look at their theology and ideology, you mm. may not consider that part of your type of Christianity, though there is similarities. And then you have, you know, the universalist churches, the Rob Bells on the far left, where you kind of like, um, is that Christianity? I'm not sure. So it's kind of within that. That's where I, I kind of break down men's improvement, right? Men's improvement ah, is a major okay. category. And then you okay. have these subcategories within men's improvement. One of the subcategories, you could either call it manosphere, red pill content, depending on where you're at. Some people, like, the, you know, it's like um, semantically will define it different things. So okay. then you have this red pill manosphere in that subcategory of men's improvement, right? Because the problem is when people say, well, the manosphere is content for by men creators. I don't think James Charles is part of the manosphere. He's a male creator. I'm not sure he considered him part of the manosphere. And so to me, it's um, there's uniquenesses of it. And so for the roommates and what we stand for, I believe that we're part of men's improvement content. That's something I believe and we'll talk a little bit more about how I got there as we progress. But I believe we're part of men's improvement content. So we're within that major category, like the way uh, uh, um, a West Coast rapper is a part of rap in a way uh, uh, maybe in a, a Baptist is a part of Christianity. But I don't consider myself red pill, you know, like, mm. like in, in the way that, um, you know, like going back to the Christianity example, I hope I'm not losing people when I, cause I'm a theological nerd a little bit. But the same way, I don't I don't really think a lot of Lutherans consider themselves reformed reformed you know what i mean so it's like mm-hmm. so i don't consider the roommates part of red pill or manosphere in my personal opinion wow okay that's that's that, that bro brilliantly said that's a really good metaphor so thank you so broader category men's improvement and and, and that really is a broader category i mean i'm sure some people will put uh, a jordan peterson in there i'm sure some people will put uh Joe Rogan, Shoot. Joe Rogan. Yeah, I would say yeah. even, you know, maybe a, a Gary V, even though he's not really uh-huh. directly to man's to man's improvement. Yeah. But it, but it is kind of like get your hustle up. Um, and then you probably go over all the way over to like the fitness side of like an athlete X, you know, and yeah. some guys, Jeff Cavalier, guys like that. So that so that. OK, so that's very, very helpful. Um, so you guys are more men's improvement. Manosphere. Is, so so then what is so so then it is manosphere 
the kind of pickup artist sleazy vibe that 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 I'm kind of getting this caricature of it, you know, like like the yeah. Kevin Samuels, it, it, like high value man should cheat, right? Like, is it is it that or is it not that? Yeah. So it gets complicated because one of the biggest problems in postmodern um, philosophy, which we're all a byproduct of, is that words lo- lose objective meanings, right? So when when we people use the word manosphere, like the way they use the word high value, right? In the postmodern um, philosophy, what happens is there's a breakdown of the language. And so language doesn't have objective meanings. So if you ask different people, they will say, generally speaking, manosphere is different things. But to me, what I find um, similar in the manosphere is usually the content is is strictly focused in on the relationship between male and females Mm. um, by the from the male perspective. And that's where you kind of get into the red pill philosophy, because, like I said, manosphere red pill is kind of the same thing. um, But it gets weird because some people think they're manosphere. They're not red pill. It gets kind of weird. Like, for example, there's a guy named Coach Corey Wayne. He's a dating coach for men as a pretty large channel, but he doesn't consider himself red pill, but some people might consider him part of the manosphere, you know? Mm. So it kind of gets weird in that space. But I think generally speaking, when people usually are doing videos about the relationship between men and women, um, especially from a red pill perspective, they're usually a part of the manosphere. I think the key is not just because people will say, well, you guys do conversations like that, but it's from the red pill perspective. I think that's the uniqueness of the uh, of um, a lot of the, the general people they consider part of the manosphere. OK, that's that's helpful. So as a you, you said, you're you know a theological nerd. We're, I think we're both believers. You've been a believer yeah. for a long time. If you're going back to breaks over days with, you know, Wado, um, yeah. which parts of the manosphere in particular do you then go, oh, I, I can't I can't go here with you guys. This is incongruent with my faith as a follower of Jesus. Which parts are you just like, nah, fam, yeah. y'all are wild? Yeah, I think I think the fundamental thing, and one time I did a discussion about this, about the manosphere and red pill and things like that, and somebody shared with me, they're like, well, you say you're not this on multiple occasions. It's not the first time I've said it, but we see similarities. So going back to the cat example, I've said this very similar thing. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of similarities between lions and tigers, but lions aren't tigers. A lot of similarities between, you know, cheetahs and, you know, leopards, but cheetahs aren't leopards. And so I, I kind of talked a little bit about that. But to me, I think the fundamental thing that you see consistently upon a lot of people with the red pill philosophy is kind of this, the testament of marriage. I think it's one of the biggest things is mm. it is a real um, animosity. And there's a lot of numbers and statistics and anecdotal stories that they have that some of them are, are perfectly justifiable. But I feel like the animosity, the belief of the obsolete nature of marriage in the modern world, I think that's the biggest disconnect um, within um, Christian philosophy and then it just goes back to you know when when a lot of the conversations about male and female nature is built upon you know stagnant human nature right so for christians we understand the concept of you know sanctification right the process of christ making you more and more like him where i've talked about it previously you go to second corinthians five seventeen, where it says therefore if anyone's in christ a new creation all that's past and new has come so there there's not a, a conversation of redemption so there's usually, as in the manosphere and the red pill community, whatever you want to call it, I usually see very, um, very simplistic definitions 
for male and female behavior. That's outside of the, the redemptive work of Christ that can sanctify individuals. And so to me, I don't simply look at a person and say, well, she's a female, so therefore she will exe- exhibit all female care, um, behaviors that the human female exhibits. While yes, there is true to extent, I have to give the opportunity for the supernatural grace of God to transform the lives of individuals in men and in women. And so I think in regards to the marriage conversation, as well in regards to the the, the, the human the, the human um, nature in regards to men and women, those are the two biggest disconnects and probably a myriad I can go into as well. Yeah, that's good. I was I was talking to Rebecca Barrett just about this this kind of same topic, and, and we talked about like there seems to be this dare I say demand for from the manosphere to for women to behave a certain way, and to me I go, but you're you're really expecting spiritually dead people to act like they have sense, and I don't like I don't expect people who don't have a, a, a biblical framework, don't have a transformed heart in a society like ours to be like, yeah, I'm going to be a leader of a man or I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm going to be a, a submissive woman. Like it, it that, that, that seems incongruent to me. So it's almost like this expectation of women from men without uh, understanding that people need to have changed hearts. Like submission is hard Work, yeah. you know, working, working on yourself, or even have the self self awareness to work on yourself is very difficult if you don't have a renewed heart in Christ Jesus. So I, I like how you put that. Um, yeah, but this. real quick, let me jump Go into ahead. that real quick. If you don't mind me, yeah, well, yeah. it's kind of it's it, it and from a secular perspective, there's multiple ways of handling that conversation because I would argue that in you know in Islamic communities, the women don't have the supernatural workers of the Holy Spirit, but they may have the character that a lot of men today would be more uh, desirable of. And so to me, what mm. I've, I've seen it is that it, it's, it's obviously, you know, the grace of God will make people the best version of themselves. I won't deny yeah. that. But there is what I've noticed, a cultural breakdown okay. where okay. the individual individuality of the West kind of breaks down the homogenous nature of humanity, where in the past, men and women were generally the same kind of imagine like a factory, right? And now like there was a factory where it kind of every single male and woman that was created across all major world cultures were generally created the same with the same perspective and understanding. And so now what happened is we had, we went from this general factory to like a build a bear workshop where now you have all these different individuals and a lot of individualism of the modern era kind of makes a modern woman at times incongruent with men who may desire for this more traditional lifestyle. So I definitely do agree that yeah. there is a supernatural um, requirement for true transformation. But I would argue yeah. that culturally speaking, we, human, humanity for thousands of years found a way to make men and women in a way where they can work together, where the modern era doesn't make that possible. Okay. That's an interesting distinction. And by the way, guys, if you, I just had Rebecca Barrett on kind of speaking more to, to the woman's side of this perspective in terms of the modern woman and some of the hyperfeminism. So I don't, I don't want to really get into all of that, but Tell me this. So, 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 so when I when I when when I think of this, I also see this relinquishing of responsibility from men, and saying, "Well, the modern woman is to blame." Again, I'm, I'm, this may be a character. The modern yeah, woman yeah. is to blame for all of these ills, and I, as a husband, as a leader, as a father. I'm always looking to take responsibility, right? 100%. So do you do you do you think it's a bit disingenuous to be like, yeah. 
Modern no, Woman think- ruined everything. And it's like, well, yeah. what was the what was the men at? Like, where was 100%. the men at? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, cause yeah. yo, you could, you know, Adam and Eve, you know, Adam yeah. was the one deceived. Yeah, I mean, excuse me, Eve was the one deceived. Adam stood there and said nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, if we're going to use that parallel, it seems like there was a there, there, there's been some things that's happened in culture, respectively. I understand. I've heard the breakdown from Kevin Samuels and, you know, whatever, uh, Cosmopolitan, writing these pieces to women, you know, yeah. 50 years ago and trying to create this image and, and, and women buying into it. But my question is like, well, where was the dudes at? Like, where was we yeah. at? Because we, so we got passive and now it's like, I, I we, we wake up and it's 2021. And this undertone of like hostility towards the modern woman, and 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 uh, 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 and, and it kind of seemingly like it's all women's faults that we got here. Yeah. And, and, I, and I go, wait a minute, that 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 that, that don't seem right. That's it. Sounds like we as men could have done something, should have done something, didn't do something, and now there's this weird hostility towards women. No, hundred percent. So I think you definitely come from you know uh, a a Christian perspective that I come from as well, which places the responsibility on man, right? You think about the, what you, what, what you quoted in Genesis chapter three, what the, what happened after Adam and Eve ate the fruit, who did God call first? God said, where are you? Adam. You know, mm-hmm. do you think God didn't know Eve did it? <laughs> yeah. But he called right, responsibility right. to the man. So I right. think from our theological perspective, we come from the understanding that, you know, man, the, 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 at the end of the day, when you stand before God, he will hold you accountable for the, for the family that you've led. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of us understand that, like, the, the wife isn't going to be held accountable to, for the family. The husband is. So mm-hmm. there's a theological framework that you and I have where it's pretty much common sense, where we know that if something has gone wrong with women and children society, it's our fault. So one of the biggest uniqueness of the roommates is their roommates. What, what really what I think was really unique about us in the space, it was we created male accountability. Mm, that was the unique okay. thing. If you go to almost every single peop- person's channel, what you will see a majority of their videos is about, it's about what women do wrong. It's about mm. the most crazy, outlandish, wild woman today who is doing some crazy, outlandish thing. And the emphasis is what women do wrong. We can have a whole conversation about that in a separate day. But what we uniquely did at the roommates is we said, no, there are things that we as men have done wrong. And similar to what you were saying, one of the one of the byproducts of the feminization of the Western society is that you've noticed is that a lot of men exhibit very feminine behavior. See, a lot of guys don't realize that if you were raised by a single mother, you're raised in a very feminine environment, which majority of men, unfortunately, mm-hmm. today are. You have a lot of these behaviors. And one of the behaviors, and I'm not trying to generalize here, is an inability to take accountability. Wow. And what happens yeah. is we all know, understand what happens is like if, if something goes wrong, for you to, to expect your wife, I mean, your wife is probably an angel in the saying, and I'm not generalizing the women, but to expect a woman to be like, you know what? It's my fault. It's all my fault. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's really not, you know, in my opinion, in their nature. Um, and so as men, we understand that there's a level of responsibility that we have to take. And so a lot of guys today who were unfortunately raised by mothers, who were unfortunately raised without masculine leadership or masculine role models, they never learn that they have to take responsibility. Everything that's wrong with your life today is because of you. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, I know we can get into the nuances of sure. background and environments and things like that and people victimizing you, of course. We can go into the layers of that as well. But at the end of the day, like the reality is, Adam, you know what? I didn't sin. 
Mm-hmm. Adam ate the fruit. How? Why? Why I gotta suffer the, the consequences of sin? But still, yeah. it's my responsibility to 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 repent. My responsibility to find yeah. grace. My responsibility yeah. to find transformation, regardless of the crappy hand I got in life. And so, yeah. to me, you're 100 right. What has unfortunately happened within the movement is that a lot of men, while like I said, there's a myriad of things we can tell that women went mm-hmm. did wrong. Uh, there's not enough conversations about what men do wrong and what men can improve on. You know why? Because it doesn't sell. Mm. You see, one of the problems with the man, the, 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 this, this movement is that there is a um, financial benefit from it. Hmm. And what people really see is that, like, I've, I've noticed, I, I, I do the content, I know almost all the creators, generally speaking, whom I respect in the, in, within this space and around the space. And so I understand that if you want to make money, you don't make money by saying, hey, guys, here's how to get better. It's like society. You don't you don't make money by but you you make money by villainizing somebody. If it bleeds, wow. it leads. You make money by making like you like. I remember somebody once said like, I forgot who it was. He said, if you hate the enemy of somebody, they'll be your friend. So it's like if you have the animosity because a lot of these guys have animosity towards women and they're hurt, and I understand why. But yeah. when so therefore there is a huge financial emphasis and benefit for talking about crazy dysfunctional female behavior and so unfortunately you i'm telling you you won't see men like doing the content because a lot of times they're incentivized not to do so they know i can get hundreds of thousands of views i know i can get millions of views by talking about the craziest behaviors of women but to really sit down and say, you know what, let's do a video about men. Let's view a video about how we as men can be- get better physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially. There's not a financial incentive towards it. So you're 100% right. The, the lack of accountability is definitely exists amongst women, but there is definitely a huge lack of accountability amongst men. And unfortunately, this, the system is incentivizing that lack of accountability to continue. Whew. We just warming up, ladies and gentlemen. We just warming up, man. Uh- I don't know if you know this, by the way, brother, uh, 55% of the people who watch this channel are not subscribed. So if you're finding value, y'all hit that subscribe button and make sure you hit the like button as well uh, for the YouTube algorithm because that 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 helps a lot. Okay, let's 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 get back into this. So I think I think we're me and you see that. I think you totally knocked it out of the park. I've been seeing this undertone. I think you're totally because it's easier to make content that spreads fast when it's about things you're against, unfortunately, right? This is across every single niche, right? So instead of like, yo, we just going to talk about men's improvement and how we need to get our junk in order. Instead, we're just going to talk about the most wild, dysfunctional women ever, right? Instead of saying, hey, we're just going to preach the gospel. We're going to talk about the wildest, craziest uh, things happening in the world and people blaspheming God and make content about that and all the satanic stuff there. Instead of saying, hey, I have certain conservative values. Values, and I'm just going to preach those values, personal responsibility, free market, entrepreneurship. We're just going to dunk on the loony left and just make a bunch of stuff about all the crazy leftists, all the right. So I think you're totally spot on from a content strategy. What works isn't always what's congruent for a follower of Jesus. And I think being known by what we're for instead of being known by what we're against, which is something I, I do my best to try and build my content on is like, I don't want to do a bunch of content just dunking on people I disagree with. I want to make content that I'm actually for. And, and, and so that people know me by that. So I think that's, that's a, gr- that's, man, that's a, that's such a good point. So in terms of, 
your guys's affiliation, right? How do you then navigate some of these waters? Because I, you guys have been on like the Fresh and Fit podcast, and you guys interact yeah. in this space, uh, but yet you guys are believers. So how, yeah. how does how does how does that work? And is it just kind of like, hey man, I got we got to shoot God's opening doors. We got an opportunity to come on these platforms, yeah. right? Um, how, how do you navigate that? No problem. So for me, fundamentally speaking, like, you know, being a believer and being a content creator, you disagree with everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, generally speaking, like, if, if I wanted to sit down and talk to everyone I agreed with, I would have to talk to, like, five people. Right. And, that, yeah. and, 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 and honestly, depending on what day of the week of it, that person would even be me, you know, because it's probably things at times I don't agree with what I say. And mm -hmm. so I think one of the biggest beliefs that we've had on the show is called we call it diversity of thought. Mm -hmm. And this gets it can get really deep, but I won't I won't bore us with the with the boring theological um, um, deductions that I've come to. But mm -hmm. the, the, the diversity of thought is a belief that you have an open mind, but a discerning heart. Mm -hmm. You have an open mind to listen to those who are different from you, but you have a discerning heart to either believe what you want to believe and reject mm -hmm. what you want to reject. My my girlfriend watches your content. She used a similar example. I've heard Driscoll use about receive, redeem, re reject, right? Reject, yeah. And yeah. so to me, what happens is like, so what I teach the people is that you can sit down with somebody and have a conversation and doesn't mean that you believe what they believe. And you see one of the fundamental problems that happens in society, why people don't do it is that people believe that by associate, like you're like, guilty by association, right? Mm -hmm. So if I sat down next to um, uh, Ben Shapiro, they think everything Ben Shapiro believes, I believe. Mm -hmm. If I sat down next to a Candace Owens, everything Candace says, I believe. If I sat down next to uh, the president of the Houston Feminist Society, everything the feminist believes. So unfortunately, the modern mind has not evolved enough to understand the, the difference between agreeing and, com and, and cordial conversation. Because when people see me talking to individuals, I'm not, I'm not doing hit pieces on them. I'm not mm -hmm. doing gotcha moments. Oh, let me, let me trap them and let me show how stupid their ideas is. No, that's, there's no way moving forward as a society. I have civilized, respectful conversations. And so to me, I think, unfortunately, what happens is people will then see you talking to someone that you might disagree with or don't believe everything that they believe in, which secret guys, nobody believes what everybody else believes. There's no human being on earth who has the exact same beliefs as the individual. And mm -hmm. so I've seen that happen. I've seen, like I said, going back to the show when I had a disagreement day and I let people, if people disagree with my philosophy or my ideology, things I've, I've mm -hmm. taught, I tell people, yo, come on and, and let's have a conversation. And I kid you not, majority of disagreements wasn't, weren't even things I have said. There were things other people have said. Mm. So they're like, well, Hafiz, you said that high value men have have options. Mm. I was like, when did I say that? Like, you know, a uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Kevin Samuel show. I like that, that was Kevin. You know, <laughs> that yeah. wasn't me. Like, but because yeah. they saw Kevin on my channel and then yeah. their brains literally now every time Kevin says something, they accredit it to me. You know, and so I have That's I have good. stories upon stories about people who have done that. And so mm. similar to, like I said, on the roommates, we bring in everybody. We bring in people from the, we try to bring people on the left. They usually don't want to come on. We bring people from the right, the left, men, women. We brought in feminists, Republicans, Democrats. We bring on everybody. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, depending on the season we're in, most people don't realize we can only bring in who we accept. If I send a if I send a message to um, AOC, um, Dr. Eric Dyson, 
and Sean King and a message to, you know, maybe a Tucker Carlson, Ben Shapiro and Candace Owen. But then Ben Shapiro and Candace are only when it comes on the show. And then the, and then, you know, all the people on the left don't come on. People will assume we're right wing podcasts. I'm like, yeah. we're not. We send invitations to everybody. We just happen to get accepted by these select individuals. So yeah. what happens is that we, we try to bring everybody on the show. You know, yeah. we try to bring everybody who on the show from men's approval because what we've realized is that at the end of the day, like, kind of like, I'm, I'm not trying to use it as an example, but there was a time, I forget the guy, it's in the Gospels, and I hate quoting things that are, that are not in the Bible. So if you want me to look it up, I can look it up real quick. I'm sorry, I hate quoting things, but I don't know the verse. <laughs> yeah. But there was, there, there's a story in the Bible where um, there was somebody casting out demons in, a, yeah. in, in Jesus' in Jesus' name, and the disciples were like, stop him. He's not yeah. up amongst us. Jesus said, if he's not against you, he's for you. And so to me, what I've realized is that with, I truly believe that manhood is in a state of crisis. You know, I was, you know, raised by Driscoll online and different people like that. So I come from a lot of the different philosophies that they've, they've aspired to. So I believe manhood is in a state of a crisis. And I, and I, and I understand that, you know, there's not a lot of people who view value this. So yeah. any creator who's trying to do something to help men become better, I respect it. I don't agree with them. They're not my best friends. You know what I mean? That's people I talk to every day. I don't agree with everything. That they, sorry, I, not that I don't agree with them. I don't agree with everything that they say like most sure. humans do. But I, I understand that we need that. Yeah. We need yeah. anybody who can simply talk to men. And the same thing that happened, you know, in the early two, in the, like, you know, early two thousands with the whole Driscoll one one six reform theology movement, mm-hmm. there was a there's a gap. Yeah, there's, yeah. There was a gap. There's always been a gap. And so for me, I've come to respect any individual who has a desire for helping men. And a lot of people who are in the manosphere and the red pill community, they happen to do so. Are they doing it perfectly? Are they doing it in the best way possible? Uh, you know what? I'm the kind of guy I like. I like effort. You know, I would rather I I would rather you be someone who tries and makes mistakes than not try and not make any mistakes. You know, Driscoll had this thing where he would say, "People get crucified for going too far. No one gets crucified for not going far enough." So for me, I, I, my natural tendency is if you're trying, even if you're trying and it's maybe not the best way possible, I have so much respect for you and I'm grateful for you for at least trying to help, even if. You trying is not the best thing, you know, for the, all men all around the world. Which brings me to the point of you guys having Kevin Samuels on, right? Which I think is, uh, I think the problematic part, and by the way, that was Luke chapter 9 that you quoted, um, that story okay, about please. Jesus, uh, if they're not against us, they're for us, which is a wild story. I've talked about it on the channel before. Um, so in terms of someone like Kevin Samuels, who identifies as having led singles ministry in a church has said stuff like high value men cheat and should cheat. And then also is like, yeah, I pay for escorts and pay for sex. You know, it's like, that's where I go. Ooh, like, like if he wasn't, if he wasn't proclaiming to be a, a believer, if he wasn't proclaiming to be someone that was in positions of leadership, I'd be like, man, you know what I mean? Spiritually dead, spiritually blind. They're going to do what they're going to do. Um, what do you make of that? Because now we're blurring the lines, right? Now it's not, you know, hey, the roommates are over here. Respect to those brothers. They're trying to do the broader thing of men improvement. I rock with that. And then you got, you know, 
uh, Fresh and Fit, Kevin Samuels. Doesn't mean we can't cross pollinate, build. Do, you know, you guys doing content together. But when 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 that line starts to get blurred between who is a quote unquote follower of Jesus Christian in ministry, leading singles ministry, and then someone who is really about that life. How do, how do you decipher that? Because that that to me seems like very confusing and very and very problematic. Or am I overthinking it? 100%. And so for me, I, I usually don't try to talk about individual people. So mm-hmm. I, I hope, I, I love Kevin. I hope the best for him. I hope the best for his success. You know, like I said, I, I personally, I like talking about general movements. But I don't like talking about people specifically. So I just want to say a few words, but I don't want to talk about Kevin specifically because I just don't like talking about other people unless I'm talking Respect. to them in their face to face especially on the internet and so for me i think i think honestly i think kevin's content is really really misunderstood i really think it's something where he like it's kind of this is a weird thing but i think sometimes it's like kind of like in the bible you have to Mm -hmm. you have to you have to kind of you have to separate yourself from prescriptive text Mm -hmm. to descriptive text right Okay. okay so for example for those who may not be familiar with there are there there's things in the bible that are prescribed and prescriptive texts are like the thou shalt not, right? Yes, Ten yes. commandments are prescriptive. It's prescribing a behavior. Thou shall not do, thou shalt do, thou shalt. That's mm-hmm. prescriptive text. So whenever mm-hmm. you see it in the Bible, that's prescriptive text. Mm-hmm. But then there's descriptive text and descriptive texts are simply describing, describing what's going what's on. Yep, it's not yep, yep, yep. telling you to do something. So if you go to, I believe it's Genesis 39 with the story of Judah uh, and Tamar, you know, um, you see stories about prostitution and crazy things going on. And it was like, is the Bible telling us to be prostitutes? No, it's sure. describing what's yes. going on. Yep. And so in all due respect for Kevin, from my understanding of what he's doing, sometimes people confuse when he's describing the world versus prescribing behavior. And so I've, I've, I've seen things where mm. when he made certain claims, sure, he was sure. he was describing well this is how men do in all honesty this is this is what they do is he prescribing that behavior like all men should do it i i don't get too deep and i don't honestly don't know but like i said specifically for him as a person i don't want to talk about individual individuals unless they're they're there in person respect i think my my issue was and i and and i'm and i and i got the receipts i got the video is him saying should I think yeah. that's where I was like, that's different than prescribing because now what you're now, now what that's doing is so here's how I'm, here's how I'm looking at it again, and, I, and I'm new to the community. I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm out of it, right? I'm learning. I'm, I'm going in. I'm like, wait a minute. There's this uh, there's this kind of weird hostility towards women because of how society has ended up. That's bizarre to me because I'm like, if we as men are going to take responsibility, let's take responsibility. Let's not let's not halfway go with it. And then there's this like, build yourself up, become a multi six figure high value man. And then packaged on the back of that is and should cheat, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so th- all of that to me seems very convoluted and, and confusing. Um, again, if it, it, and, and it doesn't sound like the solution because I think he, he he knows what the solution is, and I think you guys know. I think we all kind of know what the solution is, which his language of it is build an IKEA marriage, right? Get married younger, build a life together, improve each other as a couple and 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 then you guys have each other's back which is what, what me and my wife have done right like we got married super young we're now doing multi six figures god god's amazing our life is amazing um and and it's because we did it together right it's because we did it together she brought out the best in me i brought out the best in her so i think like the solution and the answer is right in front of us the solution is yeah. hey do you really want to be out here 45 
multiple divorces, getting married, you know, getting married to someone half your age? Like, do you really think that's that's the move? Or is it, hey, know who you are, get right with God, build your life on the rock, and build your life with someone? Um, and, and I think all of that becomes easier earlier than, than to, 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 you know, Kevin Savage points. It's like you wake up in your 30s and you think that your 20s don't matter and your character doesn't matter and who you've become doesn't matter. And it's like, ah, it matters. So I feel like the, the, they're like, like the solution is right yeah. there. We're so close. But no, like, no, you're, you're right. Like I said, I don't want to talk about anyone individually. And I just think that sometimes when you do content, there's so much nuance within your content, especially when you're talking for multiple hours upon hours upon hours. Sometimes people share things online they necessarily don't believe and, mm-hmm. and 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 like i said i'm i'm simply like i said like i know a lot of guys who may have you can get a clip of them saying abc but in all honesty they're not they're not doing that and neither do they believe that and so um in regards to your answer about the solutions i think you know similar to you know most movements that get broken down into fragmented parts people disagree with the what are the solutions mm-hmm. um and and so there's a lot of layers to that. But like I said, mm-hmm. in regards to things that Kevin said, I, I, I would have to talk to him personally sure. and really like, 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 um, you know, break it down. Because when I when Kevin was on our show, it was like early last year, August of last year. And, and it was rel- it was a great conversation. And he literally he's a believer in marriage. He believed a lot of different things. So a lot of the latter stuff that people bring up to me, I have to talk to him about it personally. And I personally don't want to talk about an individual Respect. who's not in front of me. That's just not Respect. my style. Respect. Yeah. So let's let's talk about in terms of men, men improvement, men, men, men uh, improving men, that kind of stuff. Uh, from a faith based perspective, where yeah. would you say sexual purity plays into this conversation? Um, there's yeah. been a non Christian uh, m- movement. Uh, this whole like no fap thing has kind of like you know, and I think there's probably some overlap with men's improve like men's improvement RP yeah. right uh, no fap. I think there's there's some stuff going on there. So how do you then approach sexual purity right? As as I think I think the scriptures are fairly clear right? Like you know no nothing outside of a one man woman one man one woman marriage is is God's heart for us um how do you guys approach those conversations how do you navigate that um yeah. and, and and what's what is what what do you what is your prescription to men maybe that men that are that even aren't followers of Jesus yeah so to me this it's this this so many layers to that one the first thing is that you know there's this thing and there's in first Corinthians I believe chapter 5 where Paul was it five or six when you're going? There's you no know, both of the chapters are talking about sexual morality, mm-hmm. but there's this thing in First Corinthians within one of those two chapters where Paul makes a claim where he says, "No, this is not for those um in the uh, who are not of the church." Yeah, Hold on, I want to. I want to. I want to. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're spot it on. It's, it's First Corinthians chapter five, and he says, "Hey, my last letter, I told you, don't associate with people who are sexually immoral. I did not mean the people that are in the world, because well, then you wouldn't be able to affiliate with anybody. I was specifically yes. talking about the people in the church." Uh-huh. Right. 100%. So, uh, and so that whole chapter is about like expel the wicked Christian from among you because there's a dude sleeping yeah. around with his father's wife. And it was first yeah. Ch- church of Corinth was wild, bro. That's that's a it wild, was a wild church. It was it was a, it was a modern era before the modern ever ever existed. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. So, yeah, I think I think that's a great point. But go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. So so to me, going back to that verse, I, I find it challenging to demand 
religious behavior from non-religious people. And it get mm-hmm. and, and it and it gets it gets kind of wild, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's layers to it. And so for me, I tell people what I believe in. You know, I believe what God says. Am I the best liver of what God says? I gotta acknowledge that I'm not. You know, mm-hmm. I think the blessing of life is that you know men like you and a lot of my other friends got married young. Mm-hmm. You know, and so with regards to sexual purity conversation, I mean, it's one thing to talk about it when you're 22, 23, you get mm-hmm. married. Not the whole conversation when you're 35. And you're so single, you know, yeah. and so it's, yeah. it's it's layers. It's layers to the conversation. The okay. rules are always the rules. Let's not deny. I'm not trying to say because you're 35, you don't got to follow the rules. Sure. No, sure. the rules are the rules. But there's layers. It's one thing to struggle with, with purity for like two, three years of adulthood versus 20 years of adulthood. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so there's layers to the conversation. But then going sure. back to I just struggle with telling non-Christian people you have to follow the Christian rules. So I, I, I share I share with them what the world says, what God says, what I believe and what everybody else believes. So I, I, I share everything. I don't recommend I never recommend, you know, sinning. I just share what, hey, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. You're not a believer. You don't believe in God. I'm not going to inspire my religious beliefs to you. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think the hardest part is, is creating the religious morality to the non-religious people, which the majority of our audience are not Christians. Mm. Um, and so, uh, and by God's grace, there is a lot of people who are, and so a lot of people who are understand that perspective and they understand that w- w- what we believe in, you know, I shared it in my video, um, uh, where I talked about the truth about being a virgin and about, you know, virginities seen as weakness when it's not, I talk about it in my big brother series when the last mm. video was titled sex, is not an accomplishment. And so mm. I've definitely talked about it. But, but like I said, it's a challenge when a majority of people are not religious and you're telling mm. them to follow religious rules, especially older male adults living in this modern era. It's, it's really crazy when you, if you really get into the layers of it. Wow. That's that, that's that's an interesting thing. It's an interesting line to walk. You guys have a predominantly non-Christian audience. You guys yeah. are Christian and hold to a Christian sex ethic, it sounds like, which is, you know, hey, one man, one woman in the covenant of a, of a marriage. That's what yeah. sex is reserved for. That's where you can experience the blessing of it. Um, it, it, it just makes me think of so many of these modern eras are kind of mitigated by applying God's ways to our times, right? Like applying the ways of God to our times. So I hear you on that. I, I think it's, I think you're spot on. I mean, scripturally, clearly, First Corinthians chapter five backs up your point. It, 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 and I also don't want to be be so shallow. It's just like. Well, bro, just preach the gospel to him. Just tell him, you know, because that's because because yes, that's it. But it's also we both know that sometimes it's a process for people, right? So it's like you guys sharing your testimony is is amazing. You guys leveraging your platform as as being Christians in culture, I think is I think is powerful, man. So kudos to you guys for doing that. Um, do do you? Do you do you see the gospel as the ultimate solution to a lot of these issues? I mean, I, I, I guess, I, I, and I don't mean to oversimplify, right? But I read some no, of these no, comments, no, no. and these guys just have this like, you don't understand how women are. You just, I'm like, man, my homies are getting married right now at 21, 22, 23, yeah. 24, crushing it, making six figures, newlyweds. You know what I'm saying? And, and building lives together. So like, yes, for me, yeah. I'm 13 years married, I'm removed. Respect. Um, but, but, but help me kind of help me think through some of that. No problem. So I think the very the very first thing is that you have to I have to kind of share my story to understand it, um, because I think 
in regards to your original question where you said, you know, is the gospel the only hope, right? And obviously the answer is that, but then what does that look like? Mm-hmm. So um, shout out my uncle show. Um, um, you guys know him by his name of Michelle Baraka, but uncle hey, show. That's your uncle real show uncle. Always, huh? That's your real uncle. Or you just say, no, that, I call uh, him my uncle because oh, okay, the hottie, like, show Baraka is your uncle. <laughs> yeah. But no, the hottie uh, out of blueprint in Atlanta, like yeah, yeah. he's like kind of like my spiritual father who doesn't love yeah. me. And yes. um, Uncle Show is my, uh, he's always been my uncle. So he's, we, we've been together for so many years. I call him my uncle nowadays. But yes. Uncle Show would always say, you know, he said, you can either, there's two ways of making art. You can make art about the light or make art about what the light has shown you, right? Mm. So if the light is Christ, it's like you can make art about Christ where you can, you know, do a, a song about the theological Shylin type songs, right? Mm-hmm. Or you can make us art about the, what the light has shown you. Like I would think a great song of that is like Kendrick Lamar's Swing Pools. Like he's talking about the despair and the depravity of just over drinking, you know, and that's yeah. what the light has shown him. Like God has yeah, made that yeah. clear. Like that's not good for him. And so to me, I think the gospel is a, is the uni, the universal solution to humanity. Yes, is a gospel, but also the temporal solution to humanity today. If it's not so the gospel and explicit JPMs is what is what the light has, what the light has shown us. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so like what has, Christ showed us about politics. What has God shown me about science? What has God shown me about psychology? The redemptive nature of the Christian thinking into those sciences and places, I believe that's also solution to society. And so to your to, to into your conversation about, you know, your story about 21 year old men killing it, this, that, and the third. I don't, I don't know your, I, I, I knew you when I was younger, younger ish. And, you know, I, I don't follow you per se. So I don't want to ever be as ignorant to say, I know what you know, I know what you don't know, mm-hmm. you know? And so one of the things has been clear is that I've, 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 I've lived in two cultures, many mm-hmm. cultures. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people in the church, like I said, I'm not saying this is you, <laughs> a lot of people in the church are familiar with a church culture of guy meets girl, girl mm-hmm. shares all values, mm-hmm. girl wants marriage, guy wants married, guy and girl get married, and they build a, the Ikea marriage and live happily ever after. That's okay. almost everybody's story who I knew. Pastor Dahadi, oh, okay. Pastor okay. John O, James yeah. Roberson, Pastor Mucci. I mean, every, you know, Pastor DA, yeah. everybody I know, Chad, my boy, Jonathan, Cortland, Ju- it's everyone's <laughs> story. They met a, a great girl in the church when they were relatively young. They got married. They figured it out. The, the blessings is that if you became a believer within the CHH revival reform revival era, you know, mm-hmm. you found communities where you could connect with like-minded women relatively easy. Um, but a lot of people, most people weren't part of that era. Most people didn't experience revival around that time. So most guys don't have that experience. So most guys, even if they're raised in the church, they weren't going to a, a solid church like yours, and, uh, the one that you w- went to. It's called the Rock in San Diego. Is that the name? I'm affiliated with the Rock. No, I, I'm at the movement. I'm at the movement church. Okay, the move. Sorry, the movement with yeah, that's the Rock is different church, but the movement in San Diego. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. They, like most, you gotta remember, most people don't go to these amazing churches. Most people weren't going to the village in 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 Dallas. You know, most people weren't going to these really solid churches, and so. 
there is a lot of things that are common sense to us through discipleship and wisdom from the people that we grew up with that they don't have. And so a lot of guys mm. are raised without direction. A lot of guys are raised without community. A lot of guys are raised without any theological foundation. Mm. And so when you have guys like that, they're not around Bible-believing women. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, yeah. what I've always said the church has failed is that church is a majority women. And we have to ask ourselves, what does that mean? Especially in black churches, it's like literally almost 70 to 75% women. If yeah. churches are majority women, what it's saying is that there's a lot of men who are not there. Mm. Right. And so if you're a guy who's there, you like, well, there's all these women around. Why can't you just find one of these lovely women to get married? But most guys aren't there. Most mm. guys don't have access. Most guys don't have any knowledge. So a lot of guys grow up in the world and the mm. world is a really crude and harsh place, especially mm. as the modern woman has evolved, because what has happened within, you know, the development of the Western society is that while men have been feminized and dr robert glover talks a lot about this a lot in his book no more it's a nice guy mm-hmm. the modern woman has been masculine if that's even the word masculinized mm-hmm. right and she's more masculine and so a lot of men struggle with women in ways men didn't in the past mm-hmm. a lot of these guys trust me they would love to be 23 and get married they would love to meet a good girl at 22 and get married but a lot of the women don't want them a lot yeah. of the women don't desire them. Uh, and and these, are not, these are not bad guys. Like, I tell people all the time, I didn't have my first girlfriend until I was 27 years old, 27, 28. And I was in a Christian church with all these good Christian girls everyone speaks about. And so to me, there's so mm. many layers to the conversation. And the biggest thing is that I see is that a lot of the guys who are struggling, a lot of the guys who are going through hardships, there is an environment that, they're, that these guys are being raised in where mm. it, it, it's not synonymous for growth and, and marriage. And, and, and eventually, like all people, you experience enough pain, a, enough difficulty, you become cynical, you become bitter. So I have compassion yeah. for a lot of these yeah. guys who are mad online. Yeah. Like you don't Because they've been through things. They won't tell you they've been hurt because it's not the masculine thing to do to say that you've been hurt. But these guys have been hurt. Yeah, man, that's a, that. That's such a great point, bro. Uh, and I, and I think my heart is to try and bridge that gap, right? Yeah. Meaning that um, by no means am I saying I have all the answers, right? And I don't think that's the energy you're on either. I, th- I think I think you you're pro- you probably have a closer assessment of some of these things. And, and it also sounds like to keep it a buck. It also sounds like you're also talking about a bunch of brothers that are like like late bloomers, right? Dudes that like let's remove. Let's remove church. Let's remove swag, game, dressing nice, smelling nice. Let's just remove all that. You're probably talking about some brothers that didn't peak until after high school. Way and, and after high here's school. Here's the reality. Here's the reality real quick. Can we turn yeah. on the AC? Because I'm, I'm really hot. Here's the, here's the reality. I'm sorry. Here's the reality. That's the norm. You see, okay. a lot of guys, what I found is, God, if you're a guy, and let's say you're swaggy, mm-hmm. you're a guy, you're athletic, Okay. You're, you're a musical genius. You're skilled with music. Okay. If you are a skilled guy, a lot of times your life and the way you live is around other skilled men. You see a lot of super dope, amazing guys around you. And okay. so sometimes that shapes the thinking that this is just the way it is. But the majority of guys are That's not fair. super That's skilled fair. and super great or so, with a high school quarterback or the, you know, the, the guy who was rapping sure. in school in the cafeteria. You know, most guys weren't that. And so I think you're 100% right that it is a lot of those guys, and that is the normal guy. 
Yeah, that no, that, that that's that's very fair. So I would say this. I, I, I would say your assessment is right on. Here, here's the side that, that I've been dealing with in terms of the guys I mentor in my real life is the high charismatic, swaggy, cool guys. And what we're dealing with them on is, hey, bro, you're a good looking guy. Like you're uber talented. You, you are a magnet. You attract people. But fam, your character, your hustle, your, your wisdom with finances, we got to get this together. You can do yeah. better. This is how we build out your business. This is how we build out your revenue stream. Majority, right? Because you're going to attract who you are. So I'm going to attract a lot of creative people. And that's and that's a lot of the stuff. In terms of when I talk about guys around me, younger guys around me in early 20s getting married, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of like, you're already a pretty looking, good looking guy. Uh, yeah. you, 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 you got some confidence. You got some game. Let's work on the business side. Right. Let's work yeah. on the, you know, I want you to, to, to get married at 21 and be able to afford your place and, and, and give your woman the option to have kids if she wants to have kids or go work for a season if she wants to go work for a season. That's the conversations we're having internally. And to your point, that might be right. But but you'd be surprised how many guys like that that need that big brother. Like this guys I play basketball with good young guy, good looking guys, young guys, like charismatic guys. And we sit down and, and he's like. Yeah, man, like I'd be down to live out of a trailer park. And I'm like, your family's not going to be down to live out of a trailer park. This is what you yeah. got to do to develop some useful skills, earn some more money. And, and, and then you, you, you'll be able to get married when you want to get married and not burn with lust, right? Now, the inverse of that, the inverse of that, do you think that that can be trained? Meaning this, meaning this. Let's just say there are guys out watching this right now. They're solid guys. They're responsible, right? They, uh, man, they're responsible, they they're earlier on in the process, but they're just not getting a women aren't interested in them. Do, do you because I think it is possible to say, man, you know what? You love Jesus. You're a solid guy before you get tainted by the world. Let's get you in the gym, bro. I'm gonna get you on this workout regimen. We're gonna get your macros right. We're gonna put 15 pounds of muscle on you. Like like let, let's let's that you're not dressing very cool, my man. Like I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. That, that, that outfit that ain't hitting. Let's get let's get you some better clothes, right? Do you think that the inverse of that can be cheated? Let's say we do have responsible, solid guys coming from good families, love God, but they just they they, they don't have the confidence yet. Because I think confidence is a byproduct of accomplishing things. So if a guy says I'm 20 years old, I'm gonna get my butt in the gym for a year and put on 20 pounds of muscle, which is possible when you factor in newbie gains. That 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 young man is gonna look completely different on the other side of that. It's like, well, if you want women, you gotta, you know, you're gonna attract what you are. So if you want a good looking girl, you gotta, you gotta look the part. You gotta get your butt in the gym. You gotta get shredded. You gotta yeah. put some muscle on, right? Do you think that can be taught as well? Short answer. I'm gonna give you the short answer and long answer. Short answer, yes, hundred percent. So one of okay. the biggest things with the roommates is we teach about helping men level up, become the best version of themselves, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, physically, yep. Yep. healthy shape, style, em emotionally, dealing with past traumas, mm -hmm. social skills, um, communication skills, all that. Spiritually, yeah. getting right with God, reconciling relationship with with God, financially, financial stability, financial wisdom, financial investments, all that good stuff, right? So building up the whole man. So short answer, yes, it can be t taught. It's what we're doing here. Amen. Here, here, here is the, um, the long answer is that I would argue that men did not have to do all this to get women. This is where the world has changed, if you ask me. Hmm. Okay. The world, the world has changed where men did not, like, I would argue in the past, 
men were valuable. I've talked about this before, just my theor- theorizing. Mm-hmm. Men were valuable if women couldn't work to women because we're more valuable. And what I mean by that, if women couldn't work and they couldn't own property, this is the simplest one, own property. A lot of places around the world they could own property. If you wanted a house as a woman, you needed a man. So therefore, there comes a point in your life where it's like, I, I want a house, I got to get a man. So there's value in a man just having a house, right? Okay. There's value in just a man in general because he will give you things you don't have access to. So women in the past, they their desires were totally different from women today. A lot of studies in the past when you ask women like, okay, what do you want in a partner? Job? House? That's all they really cared about, right? Most marriages, I would argue, in the past weren't these modern love marriages, right? They were they were function marriages where they okay. served the function. Man protect and provide women, nurture and support, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah, so yeah. in the past, most guys didn't have to have great style. Most guys didn't have to have being great shape. You know, most guys didn't have to learn charisma and charm and know how to read mm-hmm. all these. Most guys didn't. If you were a guy, eventually you could find a girl. The world changed. The world changed. Okay. And then women became more competent. Women became more successful. The world became more egalitarian. And naturally speaking, this is across almost all female animals. Mm-hmm. Um, women are hypergamous, right? And they usually want something similar to or greater than they are. And so now when you have a lot of women who are on levels where they may have not been in the past, especially financially, a lot of guys aren't as appealing. And so a lot of guys in the past who, if you were living in the 1920s, you would have easily found the girl. But in 2020, no, 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 no. And so, yes, the guys can change. It's just that men have not been historically used to putting in this much work for simple women interaction, if you were to ask me. That's where it's a little bit of yeah. a disconnect with guys. I, I think you're right. I, I think you're right. I think the flip side of that is that women a lot of times will be in these crappy marriages where they would be abused and not have any way out of that, right? So I think that's the flip side is that as the yeah. world became more modernized, there became some more checks and balances. So, I, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to be harsh. I hear you, but your shirt says it. Time to level up, fam. You having trouble... No. Let's get you right. <laughs> no, hundred percent. And so yeah. I'm a, I'm a play. I'm a play to the guy a little bit because I, I was a little bit hard on the guy. Let me play to the guy. Here, this is the fundamental challenge. Like I said I experienced this. this is my anecdotal experience, well, experience of other people, and what I look up in the data. So the fundamental challenge is. Let me give you an example. Goldman Sachs. I want to clarify this. Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs. All right. All right. So Goldman Sachs recently stated that they're launching a one million black woman initiative. OK, okay. the one million black woman initiative is a, is a, the, the initiative committing 10 billion in investment and a one investment capital, 100 million philanthropic capital to black women. All right. So they're okay. going to do they're going to take their money and use it to help build up black women. Beautiful okay. thing. Right. Who's sure. against them using their money to help Black women. No one's against this. Sure. Here's how it. Here's how it plays out in in society. Okay. These women, they get they get this additional money, they get additional schooling, they get additional capital to run business, they get additional resources, additional support system. Mm-hmm. These women will become more and more successful, more mm-hmm. and more competent. Then the mm-hmm. question becomes, what happens to the men? Mm-hmm. 
What happens to the men who did not get this $100 billion stimulus? Mm-hmm. What happens to the men is they stay relatively stagnant. They stay mm-hmm. with the same similar skills that they have. They stay mm-hmm. with the same opportunities that they had. Mm-hmm. As these women continue to advance and get better and to become more successful financially, usually what you find, not all the time, but usually what you find is when a woman reaches a certain level of financial status, she usually wants someone she considers her equal. You've heard it, you hear that in the nauseam. I want somebody who's my equal. The religious girls will say, I want somebody who's equally yoked as me. Right. Right. right, right and right. so if you if you're putting all this money into women and you're building them up financially to where mm-hmm. now, let's say in some places, women will earn more than men. And then the women will say, we only want to marry men who earn the same or more than us. If you're not putting that resource into the men to build them up, mm-hmm. there's a fundamental challenge as well. And Absolutely. so to me, I think there's 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 situations that are going on in the modern era where society is not even putting these things into helping build up the men a lot. Like like when we're starting with the roommates, I was I would always try to find things, whether it was black creators or creators to help support what I, we were doing, especially in the black community. All I could find was black women. There's black women initiative, black women initiative. This. I couldn't find any male stuff. And mm. so to me. What I'm noticing is that, that yes, the guys got to improve, got to get better. But if there's no resources, no support system, there's no structures to help the guys improve where all the money and, and resources and structures and society is going into the women, you will have a disconnect because the guy who in the year 1930, if you work in a factory job and mm-hmm. you were a nice guy and you're respectful, you can find a wife in the 40s and, and, and the 50s. Now that doesn't cut it. And so to me, that also adds to the disconnect where a lot of guys see that, you know, especially with the financial mindset of a woman, it affects us. Because like I said, back in the day when there, when, when women weren't earning as much or having salaries, every guy earns more than you. So almost all guys were desirable from a financial aspect. Mm-hmm. So now when a lot of women, a lot of women, especially that I've met in a modern era, have a, have a financial requirement. And the financial requirement does not allow the average guy to stand a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so to me, I think that conversation is one of the additional reasons why men struggle and they're so frustrated as well today. You know, I think you make a valid point. There's investment being made into a demographic of people which has been underinvested historically, mm-hmm. black women. And and maybe, you know, or, or seemingly it's it, it could that investment can also not impact impact men in a negative way. I, I would say the, the flip side of that, there's, there's two, two ways to think about it. Way number one is hypergamy. That, that's a great, that's a, that's a really good point. Here's what I think about hypergamy. Jesus said wisdom will be proven right by her children. Um, so, you, you know, the, 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 the children literally, <laughs> and then the general of like wisdom, meaning that um, we're very close, if not already here, of there being a bunch of women in their 30s that weren't didn't make the best decisions in their 20s and, or, or did really focus on their careers. And then they wake up in their 30s and 40s and realize, ah, I wanted a family. And now it's too late. Right. I, I think that's. And so and so I think at some point, if we're not already here, I think at some point, every woman's going to know someone like that. I think every woman's going to look and be like, 
I don't want to be you, girl. Like, I'm not trying to be you, 45, single, doing the same nonsense, multiple kids with multiple uh, fathers, not married to any of them. And, and, and sure, you make seven figures, but you're not happy because you got no one to come home to because you you don't have the character to understand what it is. I think we're already there. And I think other women are going to look around, take notice and be like, I don't want to be like you. And, 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 and you're married, but I don't want to have your marriage, right? Like, that seems like a lot of headaches. So I think that's already, I think that the, the market, <laughs> the dating market is already solving that. The family's already solving that. And then I would also say, I don't, don't you think that that is why me and you are here and channels like ours are here? Is that, okay, respect, fine, we're not getting the grants, right? I mean, bro, I'm a Christian white male creator on YouTube, right? From one side, I could, I could say the same thing. Oh, bro, there's no real look. YouTube creators isn't going to partner with me to do a thing. Like, they partner with black creators. Like, I could, I could say the same exact thing, but like, brother, I'm a white dude in America. Like, yeah. I, I struck the lottery. Like, and I'm a refugee and an immigrant, so I got that chip on my shoulder. Like, and I cut, you know what I mean? So like, I, I, I can say the same exact thing, but then it's like, come on, man. Like, I, like as men, like, we already have a degree of advantage in the marketplace, especially as a white dude, I have a degree of advantage in the marketplace. So there's already resource. I've already had the Gary V's there giving me the blueprint six years ago on how to get my money up, on how to build a career, build an infrastructure, right? Um, is you know, so I hear you, but don't you think yeah, there's already resource? Here's a here's a problem with that, right? So men don't have an, a leg up in the modern marketplace. The modern marketplace is the majority of the, the majority of people who have jobs are women, and this can get into why later. When you when you see that um, the world transitioned from a industry based economy to a service based economy right okay so the factories are gone the, the mega stores the supermarkets have arrived right mm -hmm. and so what you literally saw especially at the end of the industrial era is that now a lot of the jobs which are now service-based jobs are now jobs that benefit women and women should take it i'm not anti-debt like, for clarification no part of my conversation is about bringing women down mm -hmm. so i don't want anybody to misconstrue any of that at all mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. similar to education if you look up any data about colleges besides a few tech colleges like Georgia Tech and Caltech and MIT, mm -hmm. almost every college in the United States is predominantly woman. Yeah. Almost every single last one of them. Yeah. And so when you realize that college degrees, especially think hopefully things will be changing soon, college degrees are the red tape that needed for most high-earning careers in America. Mm -hmm. So when you study Books like Dr. Ward Farrell's book about the boy crisis, where a lot of schools are not built to help males succeed. Mm -hmm. Males are dropping out at higher rates. All these things going on. There's mm -hmm. not a lot of infrastructure and resources built to help the average person. And so I agree with you. Right. I agree with you that the average person should take the resources and tools and find a Gary Vee, find your channel, find my channel, find a support systems and and be successful. But we have to understand that's not how the world works. Go to Kings, go to Chronicles. Good leader, good people. Bad leader, bad people. This is how the world works. And unfortunately, what you see is that men is not enough men. There's a, there's, there, maybe there's an Isaiah and there's an Ezekiel during that time. Maybe there's a, a Ruslan and an Afiz at that time. But it's not enough guys, right? And so to me, one thing that I've been seeing is that, you know, I'm not not playing the victim or saying what was me for any male but what i'm saying is that the modern the world is changing the world of old no longer exists the okay. world of old benefited men no one's denying that the modern world is now benefiting women 
Nothing's wrong with that. Obviously, if women are doing well, we should celebrate that. The fundamental problem is that as women become more successful, it becomes almost impossible for them to marry men who are less successful than they are. One of the most common areas of symmetry in regards to marriage is college education. And so there's so many different statistics like that and things that are going on. And so to me, if there was if this was a world where, you know, oh, a woman making one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year can marry a teacher in in Alabama making forty thousand dollars a year or in Atlanta making forty thousand dollars a year. There's no problem with that. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you have this world where there's this disconnect. And now there's a tension between the genders because the women feel like there's no good men and the men feel like the women don't want them. We have to find solutions yes. that benefit both genders and hold both genders accountable. Like I said, primarily today, we're talking and focusing on the men. But like I said, society is not the society of old. We're simply set up for every guy to come out the womb and win. Sure. There was a, another recent book that I read as well. And, and in this book, the, I remember this crazy and the opening message was, if you were to have a child, what child would you want to have? Maybe if you were in communist China in the 1990s, everybody would say a guy. A lot of people say women because they understand that, man, to be a lot of guys suck. And it's way easier to be a successful woman than to be a successful man in today's world. And so um, okay. there's just so I, many different layers yeah. that we have to do better to create a better society. I'll give you that. So, 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 so historically, the world has been for men, specifically in America. I think it's fair to say for white men. Uh, we've had mm -hmm. some overcorrection with that, right? I, I think we, we could agree on that. Maybe it's a little, maybe we've overcorrected a little bit. Maybe, maybe we haven't thought through that. I, I, I mentioned this yesterday. Um, one of the most obvious ways I think we overcorrect is when it's just symbolic and not competence. Uh, the, the, yeah. the, the, the most obvious egregious example of this, guys, buckle up. I used this example yesterday. I'm going to use it again. Again, don't don't get your feelings hurt. Kamala Harris is vice president, right? Did terrible in the Democratic primaries, polled some of the lowest, lost, was 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 tanking in the state of California, dropped out super early, and was hated by the majority of constituents here because we knew she was a terrible district attorney in San Francisco, right? So in that, she still gets promoted to be a vice president. I think that's 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 an example of that, right? Like, it's like a gesture. It's a symbolic thing. And it's great that a woman of color is vice president. However, uh, she's not very liked. She's the lowest uh, ranking uh, polling vice president in modern history. Lower than Pence. Lower than Dick Cheney. <laughs> like, lower than Biden, right? So, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear that. I think that's a, that's a fair pushback. Sometimes, when we overcorrect... It, it can it can do more harm than good. I, I understand that point. I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, and I see how that can potentially put someone at a disadvantage who like, yo, we could have had a better vice president that was a heartbeat away from the president. Instead, uh, we got somebody that just didn't do very well across the board and is one of the most hated politicians of our day, but somehow she became vice president. I don't I don't like that. I understand what you're saying. I'm with you. Let's talk about some solutions. Like, how, what are some solutions? Because I, I think I think my solutions is, hey, man, you can do it. Let me show you how. Right. If we're talking financially, if we're talking faith, if we're talking fitness, let's get let's provide you some resources. Right. Let's provide you some resources. If I don't have the answers, I'm going to shoot you to my trainer who's really into the fitness side. If I don't understand some of the dating scene because I'm removed from it, yo, I'm send you to the roommates. Right. Let's let's provide you some solutions. What are the solutions right now? Because I'm a, I'm a guy. 
I think the market is going to work itself out. That's me. I'm a free market yeah. guy. I really think these things yeah. are going to get worked out. I think you're going to have enough women that are going to wake up and be like, yo, life sucks not being married and having kids. Yeah. Or life sucks because yeah. I don't have a respectful, uh, you know, quote unquote, equal marriage. Um, what, do you th- what, do you, what do you see the solutions are in these situations? Yeah. So I want to answer your last question, your first question, definitely. So the market will definitely equal uh, balance itself out. It kind of always does. But at what cost? Right. Mm-hmm. Mass okay. shooters are usually whom? Usually males. They're usually single males. They're usually detached males. They're usually yep. angry males. They're usually cynical males. Right. And so to me, it's like if we're like, oh, the market will correct itself in 50 years. Cool. No problem. But what's going to happen within those 50 years as men get angrier and angrier and more disconnected and more lonely and more less desirable and more blame. So I definitely agree with you 100%. The market will eventually correct itself. But then the forced reality is like who's going to be the sacrifices to the market correcting itself. Um, and so let's go to solutions, right? So the very first thing is, which is why, you know, the roommates has evolved the way it has. I mean, we've gone through so many different seasons and with the channel and so much nuances and, and we've come to a lot of different changes, but we've realized that men need tangible tools and resources to become better, which is why I created my 10 step to healthy manhood program to give guys 10 simple, easy steps that you can use that to build the life that you want today. You know, I realized that there's three major issues that men deal with purpose, um, identity and community. Those are the three major things. No purpose. What am I doing here today? Yeah. Pastor Marco always said men drive straighter with a, um, like a dump truck. Men drive straighter with a heavy load. So men need a load of responsibility on their backs. Men need purpose. The modern yeah. era doesn't have purpose. Back in the day, you would have purpose, right? So like Jesus was sent into the earth. His purpose was to redeem humanity from its sin. He had purpose, right? Paul's purpose was to go and preach the gospel. David's purpose was to be king of Israel. These men had purpose. Most men today are just born. They, they have no mom giving them purpose. No, they have no dad around. They have no purpose. So men have to find a way to get purpose. And we provide, I tell every single man, if you don't have a purpose, I give them resources like a psychology today article where you type in how to find your purpose. You can do that. Skillshare has courses, how to find your purpose. Or I tell men your simple purpose can be my purpose to become the best version of myself every single day. For the rest of my life, leveling up and improving physically, mostly spiritually, financially. That's your purpose today until you find a more specific purpose because you need a reason to get up. Mm. You see, uh, I was doing I was doing data on this the other day. CDC reported that the second leading cause of death between men at the ages of 20 to 44, which is our age demographic, mm-hmm. is suicide. Yeah. Second leading cause of death is suicide. Suicide comes with nihilism. There's no point of living. You know, there's no point of existing. There's no yeah. point of, of being. So men need purpose. We need to find Amen. ways to give men purpose. If you are a father, you need to give your son a purpose. If you are a mother, your single mother, you need to give your son a purpose. He needs to have a reason that he's waking up every single day. He needs yeah. to have a reason that he's breathing and living and, 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 and walking on this earth. Because when men don't have purpose, their purpose will be to burn the world down. Mm. That was Joker's purpose. And so to me, it's very important that, you know, we find ways to give men purpose and we need to create more programs for that. I mean, one of my biggest things is I'm so angry at the church because you had the whole man up movement in the 2000 that was came and it went. There's not a movement. It's a way of life. There's a reason why. There's a reason why the scriptures, when it talks, it says men, 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 men. It's not misogynistic. 
It's a reason why there is a supernatural reason why when you say men, men listen and women do too. Then that, when, if I say five ways for you to improve your life, most guys will click on it. If I say five ways for men to improve their life, they will click on it. And yeah. women will be like, oh, I'm, I'm wondering what that's about. Yeah. yeah you have true. to speak to the men. The churches have failed men today. They're not intentionally reaching, engaging, focusing on the men. Men need a purpose. Second, men need an identity. Upon being baptized, what happened? The, 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 the heavens are open in, in, in uh, Matthew 4. And, what, and, and they said, and, and God said, this is my beloved son whom I well please. Christ had an identity from his father. He knew who he was. Mm. Back in the day, men had an identity. I, I, my name is Hafiz Baoku. What does it mean to be a Baoku? Baoku has an identity. Has a mean. This is who I am. This is what I stand for. This is what I believe in. Men have no identity. Mm. They don't. They, 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 they don't know who they are. They look in the mirror and it, they don't even know who that person is. So men need to develop an identity. That's so extremely important. Men need to know who they are, and it's up to the church to do better jobs of teaching men who they are. It's up to the parents to tell their sons who you are. We are Balkus. We are ABC. We do XYZ. We don't do one, two, three. Like you have to give men identity, um, which society unfortunately doesn't because the identity that men get nowadays, you're toxic. Mm. Identity that men get today that you guys are lazy. You guys are no good. You guys are stupid. You guys are unhealthy. Like when you tell somebody they're an idiot for so long, they start going to act like a fool. Mm. That's what happens when you call somebody yeah. an idiot. So you have to, men have to have a positive identity. Come on. One of the biggest things we always do in the channel is a weird thing. I tell the guys I love you. Why? Because mm-hmm. most guys never heard that their entire lives. Men need identity. You have to have that strong identity. In the past, fathers would give their sons identity. Yeah. But we don't have that anymore. And the last, if not the most important thing that men need is community. Men need community. Men, I always tell guys, you guys are not Wolverine. You guys are not Lone Rangers. You guys, you can't beat Thanos one-on-one. I know you comic book nerds will tell me that. In the comic books, Miss Marvel beat him one-on-one. I don't care. I'm talking about the movies. You can't beat Thanos one-on-one. You need the Avengers. You need a team. So men need one another. Men are so isolated. When you see men who are in the pit of darkness, when you see what men committing crimes, they're isolated guys. Mm-hmm. They're guys who, if, they're, if not, they're isolated. They're, they're connected to the wrong people. And so we have to find more tangible ways of creating community amongst men, Yeah, which is why we try to do like um, on our Patreon, we try to do accountability sheets where guys can meet meet up with one another. Lord Mm -hmm. willing, the plan was to do tours and meetups, but COVID happened and the world shut down all kinds. So there needs to be more places where men can meet one another. If I'm a 26-year-old guy, I have no church, I have no friends, I didn't go to college, most men didn't go to college, I don't really have, where do I go to meet people? Where do I go to get like-minded community? Guys can't do it alone. You see, what I tell people all the time is that most people are not individuals. Here's the individual. Individual is somebody who you put him in a great family and he does bad things. That's an individual. What that means is that no matter what, he had a, a positive, loving, supportive environment. And in the midst of that, he still did his own thing. That's individual. Most people are not like that. Most people are not individuals, meaning that you put them in a toxic, unhealthy, un- evil family. They're going to do good things. No, 
Most people are going to do bad things. Some of them will be individuals. They'll be like, you know what? Though everyone's robbing, though my family's doing this, though my brothers are doing that, though my dad did that, I'm not going to do that. That is the anomaly. That's the exception, not the rule. So community is important. You need like-minded brothers alongside you. So those are the three major things that we as society have to do. Give men purpose, give men identity, give men community. And the church has to do a better job. Churches don't care about men. You, I, like I was, I did, a, I'm sorry, I'm rambling now, but you got me <laughs> fired up. But I was doing, a, I was analyzing the data. Most people don't realize that under the, if you go to statistics.com, look at the, the data, under the age of 40, there's more men than women in the United States of America. There's more men than women in the United States of America. If you world World Health Organization says for every 100 women who's females born across the world, there's 105 males born. There are more males birthed than women. But unfortunately, what happens is men kill themselves, they kill each other, and they die from diseases. That's why men die off to where eventually, at later ages, is mainly women, not a lot of guys. But on, amongst the ages of 18 35, there's more men than women in the United States and in most cultures around the world. Why are these guys not in churches? That is the last demographic that's in churches. You, like I said, there is the exceptional church. There is the exceptional church around the world that does it. That's not the norm. Why is this not going on? Why is that not a travesty? Why is that not a crisis? Why do we see all throughout scriptures the, the, the strong men of faith, but then in churches, there's no guys around and no pastor says anything about this. So the church, if the church wants to, if the church views this as a problem, if the church wants to create a change, the church needs to be the most active individual involved in that. If not, men will go other places. They go to the Manosphere, they go to these red pill communities, they go to MGTOW, they go to all these places on the internet to find something. Because in the void of health, men will find depravity. It happens all the time. So the church has a decision to make. Will they help men or will they simply fall back in, into the wayside? Yeah, that's good. I mean, I, I think of a verse um, in in Romans chapter 10. I'm sure you're familiar with this passage. Um, 14, verse 14 says, But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, How beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. I think those three things that you defined, which I completely agree with you on, identity, purpose, community, I think you knocked it out of the park. And I think those three things are connected to Jesus, the gospel, and the local church. And I think you're right. I don't know if all churches, I haven't looked at the statistic, you seem way more versed with the statistics than I am, but I think you're right. And I think a lot of these things are being mitigated and relegated through the local church. So all the folks that I know that are early 20s getting married, mid-20s getting married, it's happening because they've met people in the local church. First of all, they've met the people that are going to help them work on identity, purpose, and, and and community, right? And then furthermore, they, they have access to a, a pool of potential mates, right? Not mates that are perfect, but mates that when they find a guy that knows his identity, purpose, and has community, women usually, and just like in my interview with Rebecca Barrett today, she's like, yo, I was a feminist, but I met the guy, and and you know what? I just melted, and I had to fall in line and, and, and adjust my energy, right? So it, it sounds like we, we agree on the solutions. It sounds like I'm pro I'm probably going to take a more direct route to 
let's talk about the scriptures. Let's talk about God. Let's talk about Jesus. If you can, if you can get your heart transformed, the rest of that stuff is easier. Purpose, know God, make God known, right? Figure yeah. out what you're good at. Figure out what you're what you're interested in. Build a business. Build a career around that. Right? Identity, man. Can you have a better identity than the righteousness of Christ being bestowed onto you? He who knew sin, no, no sin. Uh, he who knew sin became sin, so that we may become the righteousness of of, of Christ. Like, I mean, that the, the great exchange. What greater identity is there than to know that like Jesus lived the life we couldn't live, died to death that we should have died on our place in the cross, so that you should be very humble man, woman, about whatever it is you think you got, slow your roll and know that Jesus had to deal with that sin. And if you place your faith in him, I mean, there, there, and there's the community. And now you're not just an orphan out in the wilderness. No, no, no. There's a local church that you should be a part of to to, to, to work this stuff through. And and one of the things about just real quick, man, the local church for me, bro, like I was the, the, the young man in the toxic environment, single parent household. My dad wasn't in my life. I got arrested at the age of 11, smoking weed and drinking, uh, you know, into high school being promiscuous. And if it wasn't for the local church, one identity, purpose, community, but the, what that community did is, is exposed me to men of different socioeconomic backgrounds, men of different income levels, men of different passions, men of different genres of music that they were interested in, right? It exposed me to such a wider spectrum. And you know how you travel and you start seeing the world and you're like, yo, the world. It was like that happened in my local Bible study, right? And, yeah. and even now to this day, I do a, a virtual men's group every Monday, bro. And it's like, I'm talking to guys that are, way in different levels, right? Financially, career-wise, in their marriages, kids going off to school. And I'm and I'm just getting game. It's not, we don't even, they don't, they don't even tell me anything. I'm just listening to their prayer requests and their praise reports, bro. And I think yeah. that could happen virtually. So I think you're totally right in your solutions um, and how we, how we, the how, right? The how. And I think God has positioned you guys, man, in, in a really unique place to be followers of Jesus who are, have a predominantly non-Christian audience, man. Like, that's amazing, bro. Like, kudos to you guys. And I'm going to be praying for you guys, and I hope my community here will be praying for you guys that um, you 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 would continue fighting the good fight, fighting the good fight, yeah. running the good race. Like, because I know it has to be hard, man. Because because it's like, oh yeah. You know, you, 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 you probably got options now. You got a, you got some money. You got a platform. Like it can't be easy all the time. But you guys are doing it, and, and God has positioned you guys. I think in His providence um, to, to 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 really help men. And then maybe you're not leading with 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 the church and the gospel, but it's a strong part of your identity, man. So so kudos to you guys on that. Yeah, real quick. So I was pulling up three things. So the first thing I want everybody to do is is take time to go to. Um, Statista.com is a great website to look up data and statistics. And, and, okay. and you can literally type in distrib- gender distribution of U.S. religious groups by faith and tradition. Whenever you go into the Christian movements, you will literally find anywhere between 55 to 65 percent of the of the churches female. So like universalist churches, which are churches with no freaking doctrine or just all feelings said, and emotion. You said 55 to 60 percent is female? 65%. So universalist 65%. churches are 64% women, 36% men. Um, you know, black Protestants, black churches, 58% women, 42% men. So you can look up all this data online. Then you can go to Pew Research as well. Mm-hmm. Pew Research will give you different data and statistics as well. I like that website. Pew Research will give you information where it's like evangelical Protestants, 55% women, 45% men compared to, you know, um, the, the Muslim churches, 
the Muslim churches, the Muslims were 65% men, 35% women, and a great book that really breaks this down. I would advise you to read it. Um, it's called Why Men Hate Going to Church. Mm, it's, a, it's, not, it's not one of those secular, whiny, complaining about, it's a, written by a, a Christian guy who loves the church, who's writing why men don't go to church and why the church has failed men. I mean, I, I, I know you're a big local church guy, and, I, and I, there's nothing theologically that I can say against a local church because obviously God has ordained it for a reason and, 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 and all that good stuff. But the local church has failed men. It has. And it's a reason why men don't go. And so to me, I, I, I believe that they should. But when you have an entire institution, when you have an entire um, establishment that is, not, as con- that is not conducive to the growth and well-being of men in mass, is there, a, is there men who grow and benefit from there? Yes. But like I said, the smallest demographic in the church is men between 18, age, ages 18 to 35. These guys are not there. These guys are the foundation of almost every society. We, if the church wants to make a change, they have to go about it. They have to go after yeah. these guys. And my and the last point about it, similar to one of the reasons why, and this is just me sharing my opinions, similar to one of the reasons why the the red pill and the manosphere guy doesn't don't always talk about the men's the men's responsibility because of finances. Same with the local church. It's hmm. financially benefit if you if you have a predominantly female audience, mm-hmm. what financial incentive do you, do you have to, to do man stuff? It's not. The music, everything, there is a financial incentive. You will have, churches will have to lose money. We'll have to lose members. We'll have mm-hmm. to lose to reach. That's what we did. We mm-hmm. lost so much to be able to reach these things. And so there is a financial component as well, which why churches are not reaching men the way they should be reaching men. But at the end of the day, you know, for anybody who follows my content, I'm a Christian, but listen to me. I want you to know I am far from perfect. My I'm go I go too far. I'm rather go too far than go not far enough. I'm I'm a chief of all sinners, as Paul would say. Is this isn't, you know what I mean? At the roommates, we're not Bible believing Billy who just makes no mistakes and who does nothing <laughs> wrong. That's not that's not me. But my heart is always Focus on pleasing God. I fail every single day. Our heart is to please God. Our heart is to help men. Our heart is to help men know God, help men know themselves, and to build a better world. So, you know, I I just think it's so easy. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I I was was going to say, I'm encouraged by you saying that because 65 to 70% of the people that watch my channel are men. So it's interesting that you're saying those statistics, but the vast majority of, of, of folks on this channel are men. And, how do uh, people find you? I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. YouTube. Your music. I don't know how, yeah. You probably, started off probably with the music. music. Yeah, probably the music. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I, I think I, mean, I think there's a disconnect from that now, though, because I don't think I'd say if we did a poll right now, the majority of folks here don't probably even know that I make music or have heard any of my music. Um, so I think it's interesting. And I'm the same way, by the way. I don't know how much of my content you consume, but I, de- I definitely go too far. Like. Yeah. Pretty frequently, specifically that, against legalism and, 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 and the fundamentalism and, you know, making fun of like the, the weirdo Christians and, and the and the toxic Christians. Like I, I probably go too far. Um, so so yeah. I, I hear you. Yeah. And what I was going to say was like it kind of goes like this. 
Driscoll had a majority male audience. Most people following Matt Chandler are probably men. Most people following Mark Devers probably men. Most people following Albert Mueller is probably men. Most people following John Piper probably men. And I'm not denying that in, in certain Christian circles, individuals have majority male audiences. So I think it's something where, like I said, it's like if people find you and going back to your, your, your general foundation, usually was men listen to hip hop. And then you built upon that. Um, I guess what I'm saying is that the general church, because most of the church, you know, they're not you. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Like sure. most of the church. Would, would you say? Would you say that was that your? That wasn't your experience at Blueprint, and I don't. I don't know where you're at now in Dallas, but because I, I don't. I don't feel like Blueprint is that way. I've been there for a handful of services on a Sunday. When was the last um, time you went? Me and my wife went in 2014. That was it's last. A, it's a whole different place, my guy. Really? And, and no, no, no disrespect to Pastor Dahadi. I've been with you guys. You know how I feel about you guys. It's a whole different place. It's not that anymore. The blueprint of 2014 is not that anymore. To- totally different place, bro. Interesting. What about yeah. what, where about where are you at in church? All the, now guy, in all the guys left. All the guy, almost all the guys left. Wow. Okay. That's. that's I don't wild. know a single guy from. I, I've been there from like. I think blueprint started in 2000. It was planted 2000 and. Nine, maybe I got there 2010. I remember I was uh-huh. at, I was there with the one year anniversary in 2010. Mm-hmm. Was it 2020, 2011? Mm-hmm. With show was performing, Lecrae was performing, and other people were performing. Mm-hmm. I was there from the beginning. It's it looks nothing like it. It looks like the average American church today. Okay, all and the guys you, that you would think, huh? I was just gonna say, where are you? Like, since you've transitioned over to Dallas, where are you going to church yeah. now? So I recently moved there about two months ago. I checked out a church called Watermark, and I checked out the church um, next week. I'm going this next week called Mercy Street. I'm going to be honest with you. I am the worst church snob in the world. I know people are going to tell me there's no perfect church. I just personally believe I cannot – I know this can sound bad, but I cannot be a part of any church that does not believe that helping men is one of the most pivotal priorities in today's society i know it sounds like who who are you to demand that they believe what you believe i understand how it seems yeah. i understand how it sounds i understand it looks really bad but this is what i believe with all my heart i cannot be a part of any church that's not proactively saying that we're doing everything in our power to reach young men especially men between age 18 and 35 so i look yeah. look forward to the day yeah. that i find a church that's really um, about that but most churches are not it's like a, it's like a secondary issue they don't really believe I that's think- a big deal I think it's I think it's tough because to your point financially women tend to give more in churches right and so I think when you're talking about um th- that demographic 18 to 35 18 to 25 is one of the least generous demographics they just they're just getting their ground they're just getting their life off the ground right so they're not that's not there's very little ROI yeah. In that, and I and I and I think to your point, we should look beyond the ROI. But I've talked to friends who are Christian YouTubers that have fifty fifty audiences or have real heavy women audiences, and there are you know their CPM is higher. They 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 really crush it across Patreon mm-hmm. across all these different things because I think men are still like you said to your point, they're still figuring it out. Um, that's interesting. They're not being, I, they're not being talked to. The reality of it is that men are not being talked to. Pastor Mark Driscoll did an experiment in, 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 in 1996. All the crap for Driscoll and all the crap for Marshall. Let's 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 focus. Let's ignore that at one point. He did an experiment. He was in Seattle. Seattle was America of today in 96. And he spoke to men. He talked to men. He reached. He, sp- he spoke to needs of men. And his church, the largest demographic, was men between the age of 1835. I put that experiment to the test with what we did at the roommates. 
at one point in 2018, our major demographic was women. And I said, mm. let's speak directly to the men. Mm. And we went from 70% women to literally 85% men. It, 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 listen. Is that is when the channel finding, exploded too? Is it, cause is huh? that when that, that growth happened as well? Before, even before that, we were already male dominated. Okay. We, we, we were male dominated from 2020. It was like the end of 2019 to 2020, but then even when it grew, grew, but we were always male dominated even before that. And so the point that I'm making is that, like I said, the, like when you look at the scriptures, you said to yourself, men are the leaders. Mm-hmm. Men are the leaders. Men, young men are the future of a society. If you are not reaching the young men, wh- where are they going? All, the, all of these women who are in these churches, who are they going to marry? Mm-hmm. Are the pastor going to have 17 wives? Who are these women <laughs> going to marry? I'm serious. <laughs> What's going on? We have to reach them. Yes, you lose money. Yes, yeah. yes, it's not as financially fruitful. But, yeah. but, but I'm just theorizing here. What an easy way for the enemy to ensure that men aren't helped by making it that it's, it's easier to help women. Like, mm-hmm. it's easier and make more money the way the church has gone. Is that the path that we've gone for years? What's easy and what makes more money? Let's do that. No. Take the road not, less travel. They're, they're, th- these men are not there. I don't care if they don't have any money, but we need them. And by speaking life into men, th- these men, you have more. Is it Ruslan or Ruslan? Ruslan. Ruslan. We have more Ruslans. We'll have more Afizas. We'll have more men all across the world. So to me, the biggest thing is that we need the men. We need them. Churches need to reach them. Yes, it's, it's not financially fruitful, but we need that. Like, like going back to scriptures, I don't think in the early first century church, they were like, where are the guys at? I don't yeah. think they were having that problem. Yeah. And so something happened in the book, Why Men Hate Going to Church talks about it, but something has happened and there's a disconnect. And if we don't meet that end of the day, you probably experience this more than I've experienced, especially if you travel the world. You have a lot of Christian women who want marriage and family, but there's no men around. There's mm-hmm. no men to be found. They can't find any guys in their churches. They can't find any guys in their community. And so what are they left to do? Either die single, which breaks my heart, because a lot of these girls who I grew up with, I'm seeing them, they're like in their late 40s. They can't, outside of a miracle like freaking Sarah, they're not having any kids. And so what are we going to do? We have to build up the men. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a priority. It's hard. Yeah. So what? Life is hard. Yeah. This is yep. important. This is of primary importance for the church moving forward in the 21st century. We got to help the men. Amen. Amen. I uh, I agree with you, brother. I agree with you. I got I got, I got nothing. I, I got, I got, I got, I got no pushback, up. man. You uh, I th- I think you communicated that properly. I think the reason why I wanted to have that that conversation because I, I this conversation because I knew that's where we would land, and I wanted us to 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 be in that place because my concern is that if we as christians don't do our job then it'll be easier to follow and again no disrespect i know you don't want to speak about people personally but to follow the fresh and fit to follow the kevin samuels to follow the people that yes their assessments are really spot on Ugh, but some of the conclusions, man, they, 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 I don't think they're the most congruent or helpful or, or long term uh, are going to get us to the solution either. I think the gospel is going to get us to the solution. And to your point, the local church um, being a part of that, being intentional. I'm with you there, man. And I think I think you give me a, you challenge me in that because this is who I am. 
right? Like, them, I got a gang of young young dudes around me, bro. This is what it is. Like, uh, you know, my, my audience is 10 years younger than me, primarily male. So this is something that I don't think about a lot, but I think when you you, you make that case, you articulate it, um, I think I think you make a very valid, cons- uh, very, very valid concerted effort to communicate that. And I would just say, brother, um, if you see this, be that in a local church. Like, because cause, cause I don't want you to, to, to abandon the bride in the name of, well, there's these issues. Like, I think you can step into a, a local ministry and, and, and actually do this on the ground and with the capacity that you have. And I'm, and I'm making a chat, and I've been doing that locally as well. You know what I mean? So if there's anything I, I could push back with you is like, I understand the apprehension. I understand that. But, bro, you having a men's ministry at a local church as imperfect, like, instead of critiquing the, what's missing in a church, you can literally come around a church and make this exact same case. Because if you, if you were, yeah. in, if you were, if you were, if we were in proximity, I'd be like, yo, Let's go. Like we're doing this at my church right now, yeah. right? Like, well, I got I could take you to three or four pastors that would be like, man, I didn't really consider all that. Like, let's go, right? So that yeah. that would be my heart for you, bro. Is like, your 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 business is booming. I get you guys are crushing it, but don't 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 forget. Yeah, the no, I, Christ, I, I understand. And, and for clarification, like people got to know my story. I was working. I, like I know Blueprint. I know I was working in a church. Mm-hmm. I started because I believed in the church. I thought. Like my, I was going to be a pastor. I thought all, like, I literally believed, yo, the church is the way I still believe the church is the way, but unfortunately what happens in my situation in most churches, the, the young guys get, get removed out. And, yeah. and there is always this power structure and this power struggle with, well, this is my way. This is how we're doing. It. This is my vision. This is my path. And you're not going to come here and tell me what to do. I understand that. And so to me, I definitely spent most of literally half of my 20s trying to do this majority more than my 20s trying to do this through the church and it, and it wasn't until i was forced to be outside mm. you know till i now am doing it outside of the church but i would love to be a part of a church i would love do you think to- you're the same person now though as you were back then because i'm not the same per when i was on staff at a church i'm not the same yeah. ruslan that i am now do you think you were the same person back then though with with everything i think i think i was more now? ambitious and i think i was more ambitious I think okay. I was more hungry, but I think I was also more flexible. I think I'm I'm a lot more less flexible today than I would have been back then. I don't deny that when I was younger, I was this crazy, ambitious guy who had all these ideas. I mean, I, I understand that, and I understand yeah. that you know there was things I did wrong. A hundred percent. I they're not they're not. I'm not a victim here. I'm also yeah. I'm I'm also the villain. I've done things wrong, and so yeah. to me, I don't deny that you know there was mistakes I made in regards to what happened between me and the pastors that blueprint and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I mean, my story is not the most. It's, it's not a, a, a you know uh, anomaly. This is a yeah, consistent. Yeah, it's not unique. Theme. What you're saying, what you're saying. I mean, I, and I feel what you're saying. I'm I'm just saying, like, bro. Javi's doing a men's breakfast every Saturday morning. You, you know have to realize, I'm sorry for cutting you off. It's like, this is why parent churches are created. Because in churches, uh-huh. guys want to do a breakfast. Guys okay. want to do these things. But you you might you might have been part of your church for 15, whatever years. The pastors yeah. may love you and they may respect you, but that's not the norm. Most people won't okay. let just random dudes come in and tell them what to do. They won't what? let random dudes just come in and present their ideas. Respect. What if what if I find a local pastor in Dallas that's a friend of mine? I get you connected with somebody. Cool. I'd love to have a conversation. Okay. What part of Dallas? Are you in downtown or are you are you north? I'm Dallas in downtown. You yeah. You're in downtown. I got a good pastor yeah. friend in in, in uh 
in Allen, which is a little about 20, 30 minutes north of where you're at. But I, I got yeah. some friends in Dallas. I, 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 I'll get you connected with some brothers, man, that I think would. Yeah. Uh, and I know a lot of people here. Like I said, I, I know a lot. Like, like, I mean, when it like I really know, a, like I've been really studying and, and critiquing and and growing and improving. So it's not like I'm just totally disconnected. I don't know any church. I, don't know. I know a lot. And, and so to me, not saying anything is wrong with you, but a lot of times when people look at these problems, they're, they've never been in the problem, you know? Mm. And so because they're not in the problem, they have these, in my opinion, solutions that are really half-baked solutions where there's like, these are deep, complex issues that like, for me, is such a huge passion, which is why, yeah. I, like I said, I spend so much time in my life. I've been doing this since I was 19 years old. And so um, this is, like I said, the roommates, people like, oh, the roommates blew up overnight. No, I've been doing this since I was 19. And yeah. so um, it's something where, like I said, I would love to get connected with healthy churches that are doing great things and who would love to help men. But I'm telling you, this there's a reason why the church is majority women and there's a reason why parent churches are in abundance, especially for young adults. And it's just, these are these are things that have been happening for thousands of years, man. And, and it just takes a real... It just it's, it's, it takes God's supernatural grace, which I believe in wholeheartedly, to create like holistic change. Amen. I, 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 I yeah, yeah, and I believe God can use you and me to do that, and I think He will. And so, um, I think I'm 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 convicted to to as things are opening back up to do some more local stuff, you know. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna do my best to get you connected with some solid brothers in in the Dallas area uh, that are in proximity with you, because because I think, um, bro, your passion and your zeal. And, and I think that like, oh, my gosh, just like let you do the announcement for breakfast on a Sunday morning, that all of that. And then do the do a men's breakfast, men's but something men's group, something, <laughs> I, bro. I, I think that 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 can literally help uh, shift an entire uh, culture of a church. You know what I mean? And I think that's dope. So kudos to you on the passion. Man. So I'll, I'll try to I'll, I'll try to get you connected with some brothers, bro. Thank you so much, man. You uh um. Your breath of fresh air, man. I appreciate you. I think there might be some 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 things here or there we may disagree with, but I think on the macro solutions we're aligned, and uh, and I and I'm grateful for you. Uh, th- th- those of you guys that are watching this, I'm working on also getting um, Alan Parr and John McCray from What Do You Mean on very soon here on this channel to have the same dialogue of. Uh, those of us that are married, how did we get married? What did that look like? Because we're all different. Alan Parr got married in his 40s. I got married in my early 20s. And John McCray kind of split the difference. So we're going to have that conversation on the channel. I just got to lock it in with them. We're going to continue talking about this because clearly it's a need. Like clearly this is a need. Clearly based on what you guys are doing, it's a need. I want to make sure I, I approach it as, as biblically as possible. Um, and uh, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much, man. Hopefully we get to Lincoln person uh, sooner than later. If you're ever in California, give me a shout. And uh, I'll probably be out your way, you know, before the end of the year so um the roommates my man hafiz thank you brother you killed it appreciate you man appreciate you brother no problem king stream entertainment bruce lawn king stream entertainment bruce lawn when the culture says do what you love we respond with love what you do you may have responsibilities that you aren't passionate about but loving what you do means being faithful to what's in front of you, committing to excellence as if that were your greatest dream. Colossians 3.23 says, Work diligently at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Love what you do. Love what you do.
love what you do, do, do. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. Yo, thank you so much for making it to the end of this video. If you found it valuable, considering giving it a like and subscribing. This month, I'm releasing the Love What You Do collection. And to celebrate, I'm doing a three-day virtual event to help us go from learning to love what we do to ultimately doing what we love. By the way, it's free. So hit the link in the description to grab your seat today.